Hi, my name is Matt Eaton and welcome to a Christmas and New Year edition of Metadata Matters, the Grey Meta podcast. If you're a new listener, in this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate and work with that metadata. Just to briefly introduce Greymeta, we're a metadata-driven solutions company. Our Curio platform is used to automatically generate rich descriptive metadata for content using a, a range of machine learning and AI services. For the last podcast of 2020, we are joined by Jay Westland, CTO and VP of Operations at Boston Celtics. Jay talks about what metadata means for an iconic brand like Boston Celtics, both from a marketing and sports data perspective. He talks about how machine learning has helped them find relevant clips quickly and create great stories. Here's the interview, hope you enjoy it. This week's guest is Jay Westland, CTO and VP of Operations at Boston Celtics. Hi Jay, thanks for joining. Could you tell us how you got started at the Boston Celtics? I've been here, this is actually my 30th season working for the Celtics. I think it's my 30th, somewhere in that range. Um, I started uh, as a courtside sort of statistics and scoring person. The first year the NBA introduced computers to statistics and scoring. The Celtics had no computer people at the time. They brought me in. I started doing statistics with this new computer system back in 1990 and uh, never left. (laughs) It's grown and grown to the point where now uh, computers sort of run the company. This podcast is called Metadata Matters. So why does metadata matter so much to a basketball team like the Boston Celtics? Yeah, metadata, like for, for a long time, I hadn't really thought of it as metadata, but we over the last, say, uh, I don't know, 15 years, our digital video collection just started building and building. It, it quickly, when, when video went from tape to digital, I mean, roughly for us 15 years or so ago, um, it, it overtook the infrastructure, the, the, the modest IT infrastructure at the time, and, and the video very quickly just dwarfed everything else we were storing and, and it just started building and building and building. We had all this video, um, but it but it seemed all along that like nobody quite knew what to do with it all. What were we doing with all this, this video? And it, I say video, some of it is other rich media pictures and sound, but, but for the most part video, but rich media files. And uh, we would store it, but then it always seemed like when somebody needed something, nobody could ever find it. And so, so we, we long had this problem of we have all this terabytes of, of media, but still nobody could ever find what they needed when you needed a shot of something or you needed a video of this. And so nobody knew. And, and so what was missing was this wonderful thing called metadata and a way to then retrieve based on metadata. Um, so uh, maybe eight years or so ago, we put in our first content management system which helped us a lot because now we had a system where people could add metadata and metadata is for the sake is just the, the data that's telling you what's going on in some other file. Um, and so we could then start adding metadata to our media and, and organize based on the metadata and find things based on the metadata 
in the content management system. So that was great um, way to now we could actually start finding the video and finding things within video or in, in pictures. And, and that was a huge step forward. But we, even that we quickly learned was a flawed system because we were shooting so much and, and downloading and, and acquiring so much media from all sorts of sources. A lot of times it's just our own people with their own cameras and a lot of time it's from partners or wherever we're getting all this media from is everywhere we couldn't keep up with it so we know that content creators couldn't actually input anywhere near the amount of metadata we really needed so so although we could do a lot better than we used to do we still had a whole lot of files that had no metadata attached so the content system didn't know much about it maybe if you were lucky it was in the right year uh, if you were even more lucky you might know that it was game footage versus some event at a hospital or something or some charity event and so you had that much but you couldn't get much more out of it because mostly we just didn't have the manpower to start putting the metadata in um and so you know a few years ago we, we started realizing that this metadata was really this is key and it, and it matters to us and somehow we had to get ahead of this game of a human being taking some footage and, and labeling it either either overall as a clip or labeling it, you know, second by second. And this second, you know, there's a player and he's taking a shot and or it's a, a charity event. Here's a different player, player B, and he's kissing a baby. And so, so we we wanted we knew that we needed a way to get to get ahead of the metadata game. A parallel path to that, we have this whole other end of our business that's that's purely basketball and statistics based because there's a metadata story there also. Thinking about the marketing side of your business, could you tell us how you're using machine learning to generate metadata today at the Boston Celtics? On the, the marketing side of our business, marketing and advertising side, we're, we're just uh, only about six months into this project using Gray Meta's Curio product to ingest our video footage and give us useful insights into what's there um, so rather than a person now putting in the, the metadata we suck the video into the cloud um, and and curio sifts through it and does a lot of things for us the first thing it does is it identifies if it's, if it's game footage it identifies players generally based on jersey number because that's the easiest way to do it so now we know the players that are in a piece of basketball footage but it also can do facial detection so if, if, the, if it's not game footage if it's some other kind of footage it, we can still find out who the people are in the video so right away now we know at least who the people are in this video that we didn't know anything about prior maybe we knew the date um but and then it can also find uh, you know other people so if, if we're looking for video footage or the picture that has more than one person in it we can now start searching on it and um, doing multiple people or things in the background what's really useful for us as a business is being able to to generate clips or pictures of specific individuals players usually and specific logos and things for sponsors and advertising purposes so now we can use AI machine learning uh, to find it in, in, in log the people and the things around the people. So we go back and say, hey, I want player B with logo three, and we can find that. We, uh, on, the, on a similar front, we run sort of our business is, is separated largely in two halves. That's sort of the, 
the marketing, ticketing, advertising side of our business that we talked about. But we also have this very specific piece of our business, the basketball game itself. And we have a lot of similar projects that go on on the basketball side of our business. Coaches and scouts um, use sometimes the same exact video footage as a starting source or similar video. Uh, but they're interested in very different things. They're interested in the first piece is always the most important, who is in the picture, but what's happening on the court? Is it a shot? Is it a rebound? Did the shot go in? Was it made miss? Um, and then very specific things that used to be only scouts could do, which is what play was just run? What kind of play? And you know, the X's and O's of the, bas the game of basketball. Was it a pick and roll? Uh, where did the pass come from? was he dribbling or you know what kind of shot it was and all of those things that we used to scout we we've had a long um project in place where we're working on adding machine learning we're doing that with partners and we're doing that some with our own developers as well because it's very spe specific stuff it's a little harder to determine um what kind of basketball play it is because that's not as common as is that a mcdonald's logo or a burger king logo right we can <laughs> So, so we've got similar projects on the AI and machine learning on the basketball side of the business um, that run in parallel with the, the sort of advertising marketing side of our business. Thanks, Jay. Could you talk a bit about how the machine learning results have benefited the Boston Celtics? Any surprises? I don't know that there's surprises, but the results are great because now when we need for a specific purpose, whether it's an advertisement or some social media post or or an in-game Jumbotron clip or something, we can find it. Hey, here's the introduction of Jason Tatum. So here's some great clips of Jason Tatum making dunks or whatever it is we want him to do. We can now go quickly find that and deploy it. So on a money standpoint, if, if we know we've got a sponsored ad or a sponsored post or a, a television commercial, we can quickly go find the relevant clips to that sponsor. Um, and that's just huge that this is stuff that, you know, sponsor we sponsor would call their salesperson and say, Hey, I need a clip like this for this advertisement. And then the sponsor salesperson would call somebody in digital and the person in digital would say, all right, we'll, we'll climb through some video and we'll get that to you tomorrow or next week or whatever. And now it's like, no, go to Curio, punch in what you're looking for. Jason Tatum, Dunk, you know, logo A. And 10 minutes later, here's your video. And so the, the, the promise of being able to deliver those assets that we knew we always had, we had the assets, we just couldn't deliver them quickly enough. Well, now we can deliver them quickly enough so we can make more money there. Um, the other thing is on the bad, again, in parallel on the basketball side, same thing goes on, but completely different. We used to have to have scouts and coaches watch video and tag it of all the games in the league and you couldn't actually get to all the games in the league so we did we used to do what we would call self-scout and opponent scouts so we would do the the prior the, the the our opponents last three or five games we would log and our last three or five games and we would use that as data to generate insights about how to play the game next the next night well now if we can teach the computer to do all that logging well, we now log every game in the league every night and we have the entire league's games from this season or even prior seasons, although usually not that relevant this season, one that matters. 
um, we can have that on hand. So we now don't have to just restrict ourselves to the last three games or the next or the last three opponents or whatever. We can look at, at all the data across all the games that have happened because we, we can capture all of those games and log it automatically with machine learning. What have you learned about machine learning generated metadata and cloud-based systems that you didn't know before the project started? Yeah, so I don't spend uh, hours every day using these tools. We have other people that do that. But what I did learn from a, a big picture infrastructure project basis is how straightforward it can be to implement uh, machine learning AI tools in the cloud. That uh, our experiences in the past five years or so have been very esoteric on the basketball front where we've had our own developers working on our own software doing machine learning and AI on digital video. And that's difficult because we have to hire programmers and we have to keep them engaged and all those things that come along with having a team of software developers. Or we've worked with a few outside people that specialize in sports, digital assets and, and how to glean uh, information from that. So they're very difficult. They take a lot of management. They take a lot of time to administer to do those things. But now in the modern cloud world, we have tools like uh, Gray Meta's Curio, where there was almost no implementation. The implementation was, well, let's just create a pipe to feed some video into this tool in the cloud. And Curio is just going to give us the answer. We didn't really have to build much of anything other than the conduit to get the video into it. And so the ease of use is one of the biggest things from an infrastructure side that I've learned is, is how easy we can, we can use AI in the modern world. Do you have any advice to give other organizations looking to get started with machine learning to generate content metadata? Yeah, definitely. I would say that the, the biggest thing I've learned is to not be scared to take these leaps that when 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 some of the content creators in our organization came to me at first with this the first thing went into my mind is oh, we're too small we can't do this it's too expensive it's too big a project we can't there's no way we can use ai and machine learning like big companies like amazon do we can't do that but it turns out there's actually a whole ecosystem of AI and machine learning things going on in the cloud that even small companies, the Celtics are pretty small, can take advantage of. And so once uh, people got me over my fear of taking that first step and learning that, oh, you can do this, it's in the cloud, it doesn't really take that much work, it may take a little money, but it's not crazy money and it's not crazy time. And once you get that first leap and you start doing it, there's things that even a small company with a small IT infrastructure like ours can take advantage of and get great insights. Thanks very much, Jay Westland, for sharing your insights and being our guest in this week's podcast. And thank you, listeners, for following the Metadata Matters podcast. The Great Meta team wish you a peaceful end to 2020 and a prosperous 2021. We'll see you in the new year. If you'd like to find out more about Grey Meta and why metadata matters, visit greymeta.com or send an email to metadatamatters, one word, at greymeta.com. Mm -hmm.